Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. Kindergarten teachers in Indiana have more kids in their classrooms this school year, and many of those kids are older than usual. This is because of the pandemic. Kindergarten and preschool enrollment numbers were down in the 2020 to 2021 school year. This school year, though, those numbers shot up. These five and six-year-olds are working in groups to do this fun hands-on assignment. This is Jennifer Williams' kindergarten class. She's at Madison Steam Academy in South Bend. This challenge would have looked a lot different last year when students were mostly virtual. It made us very happy to be together for five days a week. Every day, no virtual learning. A roof. Williams has been teaching kindergarten for 13 years. Last year's kindergarten class was her smallest. I just think it was really inconvenient. And if you have working parents, it was easier to keep them at a daycare or a preschool than to sign up for virtual learning every day. This school year, enrollment has grown in her class and in kindergarten classes throughout the state. Kindergarten enrollment is up by 5.25% in Indiana. That's roughly 3,500 new kindergartners. State leaders say that's because many families enrolled their children for the first time because of the pandemic. We saw low numbers last year. Um, It was easier to wait an extra year to wait out the pandemic and see if things would get better. So we are noticing that kids are coming to us a little bit older, a little bit more mature, and a little bit more ready for kindergarten. Six minus five. In Elkhart, how much is a penny? There are more kindergarten students as well. I love the fact that I get to set that foundation for them to love learning. Amanda Brandy has noticed the increase and suspects it's because parents didn't want their kindergarten age child starting their schooling learning virtually. My colleagues and I have talked a lot about that. So this is probably the oldest kindergarten class I've ever had. Growing Kids in Elkhart saw a need in the 2020 to 2021 school year and ran with it. We had so many parents that were so concerned about their trying to do virtual kindergarten um, that we there was just such a need. Um, so we opened up our own kindergarten class and we had a full classroom for the entire school year. This school year, all those children have gone on to first grade. Enrollment grew in the state for all grades this year, but kindergarten numbers saw the largest increase. And school leaders say they're expecting another big year next school year. Thumbs up or thumbs down, did they pass? Williams is prepared and just happy to have all kids back in the classroom. If you were a not only did K through 12 enrollment grow this school year, but pre-K enrollment grew significantly. According to the Indiana Department of Education numbers, when it comes to pre-K across all programs affiliated with K through 12 schools, data shows a nearly 27% enrollment increase. That doesn't include programs outside the sphere of the DOE, so the number could actually be much higher. WSVT 22's Kristen Bean reporting. 
St. Joseph County is preparing for a new direction and it wants public input. Officials are creating a plan to decide on the types of development the community wants. The existing comprehensive plan was written in 2002. A lot has changed for the county since then. The population has been steadily increasing, but so has rent. Almost half of county residents are paying more than they can afford. St. Joseph County residents are envisioning the county's trajectory for the next 20 years. Some say it looks more like bike trails and tourism. Others suggested an end to urban sprawl and promote soil farming. We've heard a lot of things about environmental issues and environmental protection. So, um, you know, that we have a lot of sensitive features out in the county. Agriculture is still a prime topic. Bowen, the project manager, says they hope to have the plan finalized by March of 2023. Home grants like the city have for those houses that's, you know, need help, that's fixing it up, have grants in the county like the city have for people like matching grants and stuff like that. Barbara presented her group's ideas. Many of the tables had similar categories they hoped the county would work on, like housing development, improving the quality of life, and land preservation. There's been a lot of residential growth. So all of that means we need to take a pause, we need to come back out, check, the, check in with the residents, check in with their value system, and see what the new vision needs to be. The last time a comprehensive plan was created, it was a county-city plan between the city of South Bend and the county. Since then, South Bend has its own plan commission, but it's not the only town that has its own process to develop a planning guide. In these areas where the towns, or the cities in this case, touch the county, and maybe there's going to be extra coordination that's needed there, because sometimes those areas eventually get annexed into the city. In the 2002 plan, people noted they saw an opportunity in redeveloping downtown South Bend and developing along the St. Joseph River. And even 20 years ago, farmland preservation was a primary concern for residents. WSBT 22's Paige Barnes reporting. Warmer temperatures as spring comes are pushing out spring allergies. Experts say allergy season is earlier than usual this year. According to new research from the University of Michigan, it's because of climate change. They believe allergy seasons are not only going to come on quicker, but become longer as well. We're outside without knocking into a, an allergy-causing tree. As spring began, so did allergy season. We are seeing some pollen levels already. so. Tree pollen is what we're seeing so far, so oak, juniper, and we are having some days with low levels, some days with kind of low to moderate levels so far. University of Michigan reports that allergy season will become longer and more intense from rising temperatures. There are definitely studies that show that the growing season for a lot of um, plants has been more extended, and we, we believe that that's due to climate change. And so we're seeing higher levels, we're seeing longer growing seasons, and unfortunately, that means, you know, more suffering for those who have allergies to some of these uh, plants. Flowers aren't the only cause of seasonal allergies. The reason that the pollen is coming out, it's kind of early, you know, there aren't any flowers, but there are flowers because trees flower. Any tree that has buds will have seeds and flowers. Going outdoors, pollen is hard to ignore, but if you're indoors, some plants could help. There are some really good house plants that will clean the air of allergens and whatnot. Snake plant, philodendron, uh, pothos plant. Some helpful tips? Pollen levels are highest first thing in the morning, and so once we get into some warmer weather, try to avoid sleeping with the windows open. If you're going to go for a walk, try to do it a little bit later. Other tips are if you have air conditioning, keep windows and doors closed. And this applies in the car as well. 
WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger reporting. A new thousand-acre solar farm is on the drawing board near New Carlisle. It all started a few years ago when an ordinance was approved to allow solar panels on agricultural land without special permits. The goal was to attract renewable energy companies to build in the area. One now plans to be in New Carlisle for the next 25 years. You have to be able to go along with change. If you don't go along with change, you're going to be left in the dust. Big changes ahead for New Carlisle. A 1,000-acre solar farm, nearly the size of the University of Notre Dame campus, is being planned just north of US-20. The construction would take about a year and require about 200 employees. Some people at the public meeting were concerned about where those workers would come from. If somebody wants to come in to develop, they're not doing it for charity. They're here to make a buck, and that's fine. But they should uh, go into a hard agreement to guarantee that they're using people from the area to build this project. And whenever possible, they should use local manufacturing to source the products that they're going to be using on the site. But after its construction, only three full-time employees would be needed. So instead of focusing on job creation, officials say they concentrated on generating property taxes to help the area. One of the big things for these guys is, is the amount of property tax revenue that does come into the community. Um, they, they generate a substantial amount of uh, taxes. It's estimated the solar farm would provide roughly $27 million in taxes. A local resident says that money makes all the difference for a township like New Carlisle. In the long run, it's tax base. It's going to help the school system. It's going to help a lot of the little businesses and everything when they're in construction. It's going to give everybody a boost in the arm. Part of the development deal hinges on decommissioning the project. That means in 25 years, the company is responsible for uninstalling all the solar panels so the land can again be used for agriculture. WSBT 22's Ronnie Doss reporting. Construction season is in full swing on the south side of South Bend as INDOT gets started with one of its biggest projects this year, reconstructing the U.S. 20 bypass bridges over U.S. 31 at Michigan Avenue. And it's had a lot of routine maintenance, but this is the original bridge that was built in 1970 or so in that time frame. And it's going to take quite some time to make sure that it's completely reconstructed. And backed up traffic and lane closures might be the norm for a while here at US 31 and US 20. INDOT's Cassandra Bajic says bridges typically last 30 years. Uh, we have a lot that really prolongs the life of a bridge deck. And sometimes we can just replace you know, the top layer itself and not the whole bridge. But this is pretty much a complete replacement, which is why we need the lane closures on 31 as well for safety reasons. Today's work starting with covering up lane markings and preparing for crossovers. During this project, 20 will have two lanes closed. The other two will be open for one lane of traffic each way. 31 will have lane closures leading up to the bypass. Traffic is already starting to slow up on 20, but Bajic says it's going to take a couple weeks before the major construction begins. Once the crossovers are complete is when actual like major construction will start. And they'll have to completely demolish what's currently there. So that'll be um, you know, pretty impactful. We might have to do some overnight lane, uh, road closures on 31. In this several months long project, Bajic is asking people to be aware of the construction and drive cautiously. The lanes are going to stay the way they are for several months. So it's not going to change a lot, but we want people to just be aware that it will change a couple of times throughout the summer, so they'll need to really be paying attention to which lane is closed and to merge as soon as possible. This reconstruction is expected to wrap up around December, and then this time next year, INDOT is starting another project 
to lower U.S. 31 about a foot and a half to meet federal requirements. WSBT 22's Erica Finke reporting. A young Elkhart girl's family looks for answers after she killed herself because of bullying. Rio's legacy will be that no other family, no other child will ever be in this position if we can help it. A family in mourning, hoping to give a voice and make a change to children who are bullied. Rio Allred, a 12-year-old girl, took her own life. Her family says she was bullied because of her medical condition. WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger is at the live desk tonight. Ashley, you spoke with her family today. Rio's mother says Rio was diagnosed with alopecia in the beginning of 2021. It's an autoimmune disease that attacks your hair follicles and makes your hair fall out. Once her hair was gone, that's when the bullying began. It truly makes me feel like she martyred herself because she knew that we would go to war for her. And that's what we plan to do. Rio's family says she was loud, funny, witty, and her smile lit up her whole face, from mouth to eyes. She was a good soul, and she did not deserve the ridicule that she received. Rio had alopecia, an autoimmune disease that makes your hair fall out. Rio often wore a wig, but asked her mom to shave her head. She rocked it, and in the meantime, at school, she was called Mr. Clean. She was called a naked mole rat, Caillou, awful, awful, nasty things. Nicole says Rio was surrounded by constant love and support. She even asked the school to speak to the parents who were bullying Rio at Northside Middle School. But she says they didn't do enough. They've failed not just Rio, they have failed multiple kids, and we need to hold them accountable. Elkhart Community School Superintendent says the school is conducting an internal review on the process of bullying. If there are things that we need to add into the process, given the rise in incidents and the, the way that students are managing stress and the increase in suicidal ideation now, we want to make sure that those steps are in there. Rio's family wants to make sure no other family and child will ever be in this position. The family is creating a platform to help victims of bullying called Rio's Rainbow. Everything that we do going forward is going to be supportive of anybody who um, has any kind of issues with bullying. I want all of the kids to know anybody that is going through this, that is experiencing whatever, what Rio had to have been going through, you have a voice too. And we are here to make sure that your voice is heard. Now the family says they plan on launching the website riosrainbow.org in the near future. WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT.
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 